before we get started today, I want to thank you all for the opportunity of getting to work here in a local work with my home congregation. It's been a great blessing, and I've gotten to learn uh, quite a bit under, under Russ and gotten the opportunity to grow quite a bit as a speaker and a preacher, and I appreciate you allowing me this internship and this opportunity. So, as we get started, we'll be in 1 Corinthians 10, 18 through 24, but before we get started, I want to set the stage a little bit about where, uh, who's, who Paul is writing to and where they are and what is around them, because they are a church in Corinth, and they're a young church in Corinth and they're having struggles with the influence of all these great monolithic temples that are around them and peddling these idolatries and things of that nature and one of the big issues is what they sacrifice to these idolatrous gods these graven images is they burn meat and as Many here, we do enjoy meat. It's a protein that helps give us the nutrients we need, but also a lot of people enjoy it, and they enjoyed it as well, but some had an issue with where the meat came from, and some, with their conscience, couldn't get past it being sacrificed to these graven images. So we'll start in... Verse 18. Okay. Observe Israel after the flesh are not those who eat the sacrifices partakers of the altar. What am I saying then? That an idol is anything or what is offered to idols is anything? Rather that the thing which the Gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. And all things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. What, what Paul is trying to get across to the Corinthians is, yes, these things are sacrificed to these idols. They are given up as offerings, but those who buy it, eat it, partake in the uh, act of knowing their partaking of something offered to the idol, then they're partaking of that altar. If, if I wanted to buy that piece of meat or whatever that was offered up to an idol and I disreg totally disregarded its previous use just so long as I thought of it as nutrients and a food source for me, then I, I doubt that I'd be taking partaking of the altar at that point. But enough with the semantics of it. The issue is the influence 
it had on us. In verses 18 through 20, it states that pretty clear. But we today have a lot of outside influences that want to pull us a certain which way to think a certain which way, especially at this point in time in our country when elections are rolling around. Everyone wants to cast in their vote, throw their stone into the ring, and try and get people to look at them and vote for them. But we also have things in our personal lives that can be a hindrance, an idolatrous hindrance to us. Uh, most of us in here have a cell phone, and uh, most of us can, we can find just about any information, any form of news, media, music, entertainment, whatever you want. And the issue with that is, one, you have a lot of information to overload and a lot of things on the internet aren't true, but you also have a lot of time being put into doing things like that, looking at the media, listening to the music, and getting caught up in all of the outside noise. And to clarify, the media and things like that, they're only idolatrous in nature if we let them. If we appreciate it for what it is for the short time that we consume it, then we're not really wasting as much time viewing that and getting all caught up and engrossed in that. And that moves us along to verse 21. And who influences us matters. We can be influenced by many things, people, things, and it comes in all forms. And it's probably going to be a little redundant from just before, but a lot of, a lot of things are influencing and can influence friends, family, uh, the media, a lot, of, a lot of things can be. And sometimes you gotta just shut it out and get rid of it. And this is coming from someone that doesn't watch the news at all. And the only thing that I find on the news interesting is maybe is it gonna rain today or tomorrow or anything like that, if it does rain at all. But anyway, it's, it's important to know and to look for, is this gonna influence me a certain way? Am I an influence to someone else? And can that influence be positive or is it gonna have a negative effect? And should I get rid of that? And then going down to 22 and 23, just because we can, doesn't mean we should. And I had a hard time thinking about that, contemplating that, because first thing that came to my mind was the speed limit sign says 50, but everyone else around me is going 55 or 60. What is going to hinder me from going 55 or 60? Well, if you're on the highway and it's 
busy and stuff and you come up to an underpass and you're going the same speed everyone else, you just might make a highway patrolman's uh, lucky day and get pulled over. But, and that's part of a law that's in place, not only for safety, but also to control the flow of traffic and things of that nature. But moving on to something a little more serious and illustration-wise, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Divorce also popped into my mind and how the Pharisees confronted Jesus about their view on the matter in Matthew 19 and how Jesus dismantles that argument pretty quickly. But in our secular world, divorce is pretty common. It's just something you do if you don't get along or have too many disagreements with the spouse. But spiritually, that is terribly damaging. Huge, hugely impacts not only you or whoever initiates the divorce, but the spouse as well is very much affected by the lasting effects of it. And if you have kids in it, that's very traumatizing and detrimental to the, that, them and the family element going forward. And it's a very sad and real reality in this world. But ultimately, our influence, good or bad, can affect others. And ultimately, it's our choice. We are free agents. We have free will. But our influence can affect not only us, but those around us. And as seen in verse 24, we can't think only of ourselves, but we got to think of those around us. And... I bet there was strong, faithful Christians in that Corinthian congregation that had no problem with partaking of that meat offered to idols and things of that nature. The issue was the effect it had on the weaker brethren and how they could be swayed to think, well, so-and-so partook of that meat that was sacrificed to idols, so... Why can't I? And if your heart, conscience, and logically rationalizing what you're doing, if that's kind of not in the right place, then they could fall under partaking of the altar with the idols. But it comes down to what table are we going to commune with? What table are we going to choose to sit down with and serve. We got the graven images that don't really do much, sacrificing meat and causing a lot of confusion and dismay to the church and others outside the church around the community that don't know any better, sadly. And then we got God's table, table of truth, the table of righteousness, the table of salvation. Are we going to commune with him? And like I said earlier, ultimately, it's up to us. 
and we got to decide. There's no room for fence sitting, even though I'm probably one of the biggest fence sitters there is. But you can't have one foot over here and the other foot over here. You can't serve two. You have to be concise in your decision, and it has to be final. But with this being said, the table you choose influences you and those around you. Let's make it a righteous influence. Let's make it a good influence. And let's make it a godly influence. Maybe there's someone here that wants to be influenced in the right direction and wants to put on Jesus, put on God in baptism and ultimately take their faith and elevate it to influence others around them for the good and for the better. Or if you need prayers of the congregation, encouragement, anything in need of that nature, why don't you come while we stand and sing together?